0: We think we, everybody has to like us and we have to like everybody. Um, That's not been my case. (laughs) Not everybody likes me. I'm a little bit of a strong personality for some and others just seem to really, really instantly lean towards us, right, and like us. Do they seem to be leaning into relationship? Do they look to serve you and be with you? Do they seem interested or at least not turned off by your faith and your lifestyle? Most people are, by the way, they're not that turned off because we're Christians. What flips them out is when we get dogmatic and religious and we bust out do to be stuff on them and we should them to death. We should all over them. You should do this. You and your girlfriend shouldn't do that. Don't start there. Look for people of peace. Start where they're at. Introduce them to Jesus. He and his spirit will work on all that. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Well, good day, brothers and sisters. Hope you had a good weekend or a good week or whenever you're listening to us. Uh, we're just coming out of the weekend here and uh, diving back deep into all things good. Uh, what a crazy week and bunch of days it's been. So many of y'all uh, joined us in the uh, Everyday Disciple Challenge last week, either live for the videos on Facebook or you've been listening here in the Everyday Disciple Podcast um, to all the different segments, right? And so I'm, I'm really grateful for that and glad for all of you who participated, either live or on replay or even hearing it here. That's awesome. And uh, today I'm going to be giving you a uh, special bonus uh, sort of training that connects right to everything from the last bunch of episodes and from the Everyday Disciple Challenge training, and this is on finding your people of peace. How do you... Find the people that God's called you to start to give your best time to, be it believers or not Yeah, believers, <laughs> right? And how do people move from being sort of acquaintances, which we have a lot of, through the rings of relationship towards becoming the people of peace that we're actually discipling and they're disciples now? So we're going to talk about all that today. Um, I also want to remind you that if you're, depending on when you're hearing this, the Everyday Disciple Incubator that's that monthly membership community where you get monthly training and your questions answered and insights and all that goodness is is still open, and it's closing Tuesday night at midnight, right? So if you haven't joined us for The Incubator, uh, or at least checked it out, you want to just pause this, go check it out, everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator, and I think you're going to be blown away by the resources and community. Plus, I'm inviting you to be founding members of something brand new that's going to help continue the equipping of so many people, yourselves included, but you get to help equip others as well in this community. So check that out. Check out the Everyday Disciple Incubator if you've not. If you're a you know regular listener or even new, at least check it out, right? Go read and see what it's all about. I think you're gonna be pretty in love with it and excited about it. Everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator. But go let's go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you into uh, the stream from uh just a few days ago this extra bonus training that flows right out of the challenge on how to find your unique people of peace. And then I'll be back afterwards with a few thoughts. Hope you're having a good day. You know, we've had a blast with the everyday disciple challenge all week. And as I was laying framework in different things, I realized, wow, there's so much more I want to teach you. Of course, that's why we're doing the everyday disciple incubator and going to be, Hey, David. Hey, Suzanne, Nick. Hey, Nick. Good to see you, brother. Um, And, uh, That's why we're doing the incubator, right? So we can keep dripping in a little bit of training a month and a little bit of encouragement from some experts and get your questions answered and just have a tribe that you can do this with. And uh, so anyway, uh, we wanted to do, definitely do a bonus training here today. And hopefully Zoom's gonna pick back up in a second. (laughs) Yeah, right at, like right at the hour when everybody's coming on with Zoom, it always gets a little thing. Hey Renate, there you are. Dave, Dave Lane, good to see you back. Jim, hey brother Jim. Looks like you and I are hanging out more and more lately. (laughs) I love it. Good to see people coming on. And uh, again, yeah, sorry for the Zoom, for the Zoom freeze. That's what happens right around the top of the hour. Anyway, um, so I hope you've watched day one of the training uh, of the Everyday Disciple Challenge. It's all the way through day four if you're somehow running into us now and you're like, Oh yeah, I I haven't even caught up yet, but I, this sounded interesting. Great. Um, I want to encourage you to go back and you can uh, watch all these videos. They'll be live until Tuesday night, like at midnight or something like that. And the team will pull them down. I hope (laughs) that's the plan. And you know, like, why don't you just leave them up forever? Well, we've learned over the years that, you know, if we did, you might not watch them right so get on it get some friends you can even host a watch party it, uh if you've registered i'm sending you that that replay link that one whole page right that's got everything in it and uh get caught up get caught up and uh and all in all that but it's good to be back with you who else is here victor bill hey bill colin's back ryan good to see you guys who else let me know who you are what's going on and uh glad to Glad to be back. I'm gonna dive in because it's been a busy week of training, and uh, I got prizes for us this today as well as promised. Mm-hmm. Got some more cool prizes. Some of y'all won some stuff yesterday, and you got you got a hold of me right away. That was awesome, and uh, gave out a live teaching and some books and stuff. And today I'm gonna give out um, another an uh, Amazon gift card. How about that, apples? And I'm also gonna give out uh, another book, another audio book cool, right? I'm going to do that at the end of the training just to keep you around because I'm not just really here to give prizes. I just want you equipped. (laughs) And so I give these little incentives so that you can, uh, you know, stick with me, right? So let me go ahead and I'm going to uh, share my screen. Oh, by the way, look at this, huh? Talk about another new shirt. Those of you who got in on the incubator with me, (laughs) you're loving it, aren't you? (laughs) I was wearing my my new black Everyday Disciple shirt, but then I had one done with the incubator on it too. And because I'm so stoked about this and what God's doing with this. And thank you to everybody who's joined in the incubator so far. If you're not, if you didn't get in on that with me yet, you know, like 27 bucks a month to get like monthly encouragement and hear from thought leaders and experts and get the answer, get them to answer your questions and I'll be answering questions in a whole community. Plus a whole lot of goodies. I'm telling you, I, I can't even believe it. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. And then I had those two giant bonuses. <sighs> yeah, anyway, um, I will tell you more about that <laughs> as the day goes on, okay? But uh, today we're going to be talking about people of peace. Oh, yep, there's the thing. Join me as a founding member if you haven't. I, I don't know what would keep you from it. Like, I seriously don't. If you're given this much time, clearly you're into this making disciples as a lifestyle what would keep you from joining me and becoming a founding member that gets to help a lot of other people, right? What would let me, in fact, you can let me know. You can private message me, or you can just leave it in the comments. I, nothing to fear here. We're offering this because we feel God said to, and, and get more and more people access to the kind of training we offer and community that they need and all that. So what would keep you from at least checking it out for a month or two? You can cancel it anytime, right? You'll see you're not going to be overwhelmed, but you're going to have roadmap and milestones and all that kind of stuff, right? So, man, uh, at least please check it out. At least go and watch a little video and read through the thing. And I'd love to know if you're not getting in, how come? Anyway, here we go. Um, So, um, today we're going to talk about people of peace, like I said. And uh, Jesus taught on this. Jesus taught on this. And I want to start today right by jumping into His words to his disciples, all right? Right to his words with his disciples. I'm gonna go ahead and turn off my screen, but uh, so you can focus. So um, Jesus says this in Luke whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they're not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Wow. <laughs> right? This gives us a bit of a model for what's going on and how to identify who our people of peace are, right? Maybe you're not even sure. Maybe that's a new term to you. Well, who are people of peace? This is why you're here, these are the people you're going to end up discipling, right? This is what Jesus is doing. He's explaining to his disciples, how do you go find these people? How do you do that, right? So we want his model to be our model because guess what? It works perfect. (laughs) No surprise, right? So uh, notice he says, stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept their hospitality, right? Because those who work deserve their pay and all that, right? Now, let me point out a few principles what's going on here with Jesus. He sends his disciples out looking for these, we call people of peace. Jesus didn't call them that, but he called them people of peace. Those who would be initially open to him, and to the good news of the kingdom. Notice that Jesus sent them out in pairs as part of a larger team, so this isn't like a Lone Ranger solo adventure. This life of discipleship, which includes finding people of peace, you do in community as well. And we get to do it alone, but he sent them out two by two. So like I know often it's like, oh, this is scary, and I don't know if I have time for everybody. This is a community activity discipleship is. Always meant to be, okay? So do this with another friend or couple. Now, next, Jesus tells them to pronounce a blessing of peace over the folks that invite them into their lives. Now, this, I don't think, is meant to be a little literal pronouncement, like, may God's peace be on your house. Like you say that, you probably get the door slammed in your face, right? Um, And this doesn't even have to be going to knock on their door. It's when you run into people. It's when you are at the gym, when you're at the grocery store, when you're at the park, when you're out watering your lawn and your neighbors are walking by, or when you're walking, right? And What what he's saying is, he's saying, you know, the idea here is to be a blessing and look for who blesses you back. So when you're nice to people and you encourage them, and remember we talked about two days ago in the rhythms, how to bless people with either words, action, or gift. When you bless people and you're kind to them, you're showing them what God's like, and they return the blessing, right? That is an indicator that, hmm, like pay attention to that person, right? Right? That's it. Now, Jesus also says to stick with those people, not to jump around from house to house, group to group, but to hang out with the people who are open to you. They seem to be leaning towards you, right? In other words, in fact, maybe he's even saying this is like a, (laughs) like put the kibosh on door-to-door evangelism kind of stuff where you're just dropping off tracks and bombs because, remember, the mission is make disciples. It's not get people to church or get them to say a prayer or read our little crumpled up track. The goal is to make disciples and help them move from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life. And so he's saying when you find people who are leaning into faith, leaning into relationship, then that's who you're looking for. And guess what? We all have people who are leaning in to relationship. We all have them. You have friends, coworkers, neighbors, or extended family members, right? Who just sort of like you. They like you. They're leaning in versus leaning away. You know what I mean? Like, I'll I'll just show you what I mean here. I'm going to open up my screen. They're leaning into you instead of like, yeah, that's okay, no thanks. You know who they are in your life. You've got people that they know you, they like you for all your wackiness and who you are. They know you're a believer. That doesn't freak them out because you've been cool about it and you're looking to bless them, right? See, Jesus' words here, pronounce a blessing, right? means, A blessing could be words, could be actions, could be gifts, right? And what we're looking to do is we're looking to figure out who are the people ultimately leaning into this that we might disciple. Okay? So we've been talking about laying framework all week about um, what is discipleship, helping people move from unbelief to belief, in light of the gospel in every area of life. Okay, great. And that we need to believe and help others understand their true identity created in the image of God. Right. And then we look at these six rhythms of life that we get to look through and our lenses of up in and out, like who specifically are we going to be doing this with? Is it just people who go to happen to go to the same church? Is it, is it just, well, anybody who's around me, I have to, Jesus says, look for those people of peace. Look for those people when you bless them, they look to bless you and serve you. And that's kind of how we've come to find out when you know a person of peace is they're leaning in, they like you, they wanna be around. When you invite them to stuff, they'll go, sure, okay? And they're, this is another big indicator, they generally look to bless you back. I've had people of peace in my life. When we first moved to Tacoma, my next door neighbor, he was just a person of peace. And before I could bless him, he's blessing me. And every day, boom, you know, and then helping me. And then saying, hey, I see you're working on your house a lot. You know, my garage is full of tools. And uh, you can just come around, you know, through the, through the alley, come into my yard through the gate, and, and I'll leave the door open. You just take anything you need. I mean, you know, we were, it, was, it took us a while to figure out how to bless this guy because he was always blessing us. And he talked and he wanted to talk, and, right, and be around. This is how you can tell. See, oftentimes we think we've got to, like, oh, I got to figure out how to get someone to church or get them saved or get them to say this prayer. We don't even have any relationship with them. And they are not even interested in us or our kids or our life or the way we like to hang and party. Don't start with those people. Go for the people of peace. And you'll have them. You already have them in your life. Right now, you're thinking, there are people who just like me and want to hang out. But I've never really been intentional. Every time I've invited them around, they come. They bring stuff. They've helped serve me when I was sick or this or that, right? We all have peace, people of peace. Who are they in your life right now? Hmm, interesting. Okay, so let me just review some of this. Jesus showed us how to de- identify these people of peace. He sent his disciples out to identify them. Look for those people who receive and return blessing and then stick with them. Who is your one? <laughs> Who's your one? See, don't think that, like, life on mission or, like, maybe some of you want to build out missional communities, right, within your church, outside your church, all that, is, like, you're going to go out and throw a lasso around 30 people. If you and a few other friends identify one or two other couples or people apiece, you've just doubled your world, and you got plenty of people to disciple and hang out with, right? Right? Hey, Myron, how you doing there, brother? You're back. Good to see you. Hey, and so think about it. If everybody in... The church today identified just one person of peace. And I already know 100% God's got him in your life. And they started to intentionally show them what God is like, help them move from unbelief to belief about his generosity, who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for them and why. The good news that Jesus came to rescue them, to take their sin and unrighteousness upon himself so that they might be forgiven and live clean now and be part of that family forever, right? Like people who are leaning into that, if everybody found one person and helped connect them to community, not to a bunch of head knowledge, but to life in the kingdom, the whole church doubles tomorrow. Chances are you got more than one person, but what if you just identified the one? It's amazing, right? It's amazing. Okay, so how do identify your people of peace too? Is there a natural bond in chemistry? Yeah. We think we, everybody has to like us and we have to like everybody. Um, that's not been my case. <laughs> not everybody likes me. I'm a little bit of a strong personality for some. Um, and others just seem to really, really instantly lean towards us, right, and like us. Do they seem to be leaning into relationship? Do they look to serve you and be with you? Do they seem interested or at least not turned off by your faith and your lifestyle? Most people are, by the way. They're not that turned off because we're Christians. What flips them out is when we get dogmatic and religious and we bust out do-to-be stuff on them and we should them to death. We should all over them. You should do this. You and your girlfriend shouldn't do that. Don't start there. Look for people of peace. Start where they're at. Introduce them to Jesus. He and his spirit will work on all that, (laughs) okay? Do they seem interested and they're not turned off by your faith? That's part of how we know, okay? On many occasions, I've had people say to me, well, I'm not this huge gatherer. I'm not this giant per- people person. I'm just not wired as the life of the party, or I'm just too introverted, okay? Introversion has nothing to do with this. And I tell them, don't worry, because as you build up Oikos, extended family or missional communities, those naturally gifted sort of type A, super outgoing folks in your community will put you into proximity with lots of people. Just be nice and look for the one or two who are leaning into relationship with you. That certain person whom you easily click with. God will guide others to specific, you know, and unique fits with relationships with others as well. Not just you. It's it's not like, oh, everybody that comes over my house for barbecue, I got to instantly be best friends with them. no. That's why we want to do this in community. That's why we want to do this in community. Okay? So let me, let me just open up my screen again here. I'm going to stop sharing for a minute. Let me tell you about a time when we were helping some young couples, just a couple couples. They had been having a Bible study forever, like five plus seven years. And they said it's two of us couples. Sometimes there's a third in or out. And we've just been doing a Bible study and, you know, downloading the latest thing, getting a book, whatever, forever. And um, I'll be honest with you, not a lot's changed. Our, our lives aren't that different. We're not at that all that much more freer. We've learned some stuff, but we want to learn to live like what you're talking about. We want to learn to live like this is a lifestyle and build out community. So what do you want to do? And so uh, can you help us? And we said, sure, it's not that tough. Um, who do you want to make disciples of? And they never even thought about it. Never even thought about it. Just everybody? (laughs) No. That'd be like saying to a parent, "Uh, who are your kids? (laughs) You know, just whatever kids show up, that's who we parent and spank them and we feed them and we take them on vacation if they're around and (laughs) I don't know. You know, whoever God brings, that's our kids. People of peace are leaning in. You know who they are. You are identifying them. And so we said, okay, let's start having a barbecue. And it was two couples and they just lived a few blocks apart and said, hey, on one Wednesday night, we're gonna have a barbecue at your house. And then the, Following Wednesday, we'll have it at the other house. They were just a couple blocks apart. So it was the same neighborhood. And Tina and I lived real close. And our restaurant, our breakfast all day restaurant, right between their two houses. Okay. So we're going back and forth and we can hand out little cheesy flyers, just inviting people to a barbecue every week. Hey, we're just doing a weekly barbecue. Want to get to know our neighbors. People came. People came both houses. We started noticing that certain people came once. They're like, hey, this is really nice. Good to meet you guys. Okay. They weren't leaning into relationship. They were nice. Um, we blessed them because you know, we put out the ribs and the steak and you know all the stuff. We didn't ha- really have them bring much. And uh but some people like, whoa, they stuck around to the end. They wanted to help clean up. They came week after week. We started noticing the conversations like with me and Scott were like. Like, like I know this guy my whole life and he's really, oh, he likes guitar. I used to play guitar for a living and was a record producer. And he's like, oh my God, I listen to those records. Oh my gosh. You know, and he was all that. And he drove Harley, I drive Harleys. And, and then there was, um, one of our gals, uh, was, uh, a nurse, right. And one of the gals in the neighborhood was a nurse and they, oh, boom, instant bond. Everybody loves Tina. She had one or two people who are all into cooking and, you know, like hospitality stuff. It was just naturally easy peasy to like, you could tell who they were. And those are the people we started to text and hang out and invite over separately for dinner or let's go do this together. You see what I'm saying? Those are your people of peace and you all have them. Now, does that take a little intentionality? Yeah, we were having meals with them, but guess what? We ate those nights anyway, just like we were talking about the rhythms. There was no extra additional uh, burden you know, like, but we love people, we love them, so I guess the big hassle was going around and inviting people, and then being excited, (laughs) you know, and some people going, oh, I'm so sorry, we can't make it, next week, sure, and they got to know us anyway, right, listen, out of that, out of that whole effort, I don't have time to tell you much more of the story, a whole missional community was birthed, and we baptized a whole bunch of those neighbors, yeah, in horse troughs in the backyard, down at the at the at the water at the beach on our Sunday gatherings. I mean, these this stuff, this is how you make disciples. This is how you make disciples. Okay, let me go back to my screen. We're gonna keep going. I got just a little bit more for you here today. I hope you're loving this stuff. I, I this I just love this. Okay. So where to look for your people of peace. Okay. Start by looking for those already in your life. How about that? <laughs> right? You don't necessarily have to go out and you know uh, start becoming the life of the party in a hundred places. But if you don't have any, you might need to get out. Right? You want to get wet? You got to get out of the boat. Someone once said. Okay. So start looking for those already in your life. I'll bet you already have them, and you can say, "Okay," but now i am intentionalize what I do with them. Okay. Or you can start looking in the four pools of people, which I'm about to show you, and maybe you're gonna go, "Whoa." super helpful. Also, I want you to work through the rings of relationship. Let me me go ahead and teach all that stuff to you. All right. Um, Start looking in your neighborhood. Proximity is king. I love it when you can build relationship and build discipling relationships and help people move from unbelief to belief and they're right in your neighborhood. Because the goal here is to treat them like family. And if you're looking to build out a missional community, right? And there was just a family on mission and oikos sort of on mission. Then you, you know, you want to live in proximity. It's very hard to do this. If you go like, well, I got a girl from work, but she lives an hour away and I drive 40 minutes to work. She lives an hour the other way. How are you going to do life together? Or, you know, uh, there's these people from my church that want to be a part of all this, but they live, you know, a half hour the other way, you know, from us and, and they don't really even come over here and their kids go to different school, you know. So if the best pool of people to build out community and disciple with is the people you can do life with. Because remember, discipleship's the process of what? Moving from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life. Absolutely every area of life. And so you want to be able to do life with them. <laughs> you couldn't parent your kids with seeing them once a week and them just driving in. That's not the about how much time Jesus spent with his disciples, right? Okay, here's another thing. Third spaces. Okay, you can look for people of peace in the pool of third spaces. Third spaces are those places where people hang out. See, I don't know who coined the phrase, but like they say, home's your first place. Usually for a lot of people, work is your second space, and your third space is where you like to hang out with regularity. So it's usually like a cafe near you, or a park that you just love, or a pub, or a restaurant that you go to regularly, and you're starting to get known You're starting to get a reputation for being cool and generous, and you tip really, really well. By the way, someday I'd love to teach you on gospel tipping, what it looks like to tip not based on performance, but based on how much grace God has shown us. That's gospel tipping. Talk about that someday. So you can look in third spaces. Pick one. Pick a place that you frequent and go the same day and the same time for like a couple weeks, and you'll start to notice the same people. Tip the waitresses, tip the barista well, buy coffee for the person behind you, right? You will start to be known as a generous person, ask good questions, people know you. How about civic groups? You can join some civic groups. When we first opened our restaurant in Tacoma years ago, uh, the Sixth Avenue Business District met at our restaurant in one of the rooms uh, one morning uh, a month to do their big meeting. And we said, sure, absolutely. First time I was at the meeting, they said, oh, this is the week when we're electing officials for the Sixth Avenue Business District. Who'd like to be on the board? I raised my hand. I'm looking to get to know people and help and be a blessing. Almost no one else did. Boom, I was on the board. (laughs) Now I'm getting invited to all these meetings and parties in their homes and holiday parties and like with the mayor and other politicians and all this, because it's a big deal, right? Crazy. Maybe it's Chamber of Commerce for you. Maybe it's your HOA. Maybe, you know, it's some organization that serves homeless or, you know, at-risk youth or whatever. Civic organizations, you can find people of peace there, leaning into relationship, common issues, common bonds. And your work or where you work or your job can also be a pool to look for people of peace. But ideally, those people from work, not only are they leaning in, but they live somewhere around where you could start to do life together. So you can help them move from unbelief to belief in all kinds of areas. They can see your marriage. They can see your parenting. They can hang out and help you do yard work. You can help them, right? You can do all this without proximity, but it's really, really hard. I compare it to this. Can you imagine parenting your kids if they all lived like 30, 40 minutes away or, you know, had to drive in for everything from the time they were little? How few touches you would get with them to be able to form their life and character and help them understand grace, Right. It's kind of like when people raise kids in a broken family and you only get to see them on certain days of the week and it's real metered and then they got to go. And then I don't, but not this week. And all they were, you know what I mean? Like you're still family. It's really tough. Right? So look for, these are the pools that you can look for. All right. All right. So now let me explain how people that you meet in these four pools of people move from sort of acquaintance to maybe becoming disciples or people that are really a part of your oikos now, your extended family. That's what that word oikos means. really means it's also the word they used for the church in the New Testament. Okay? So, so you'll notice this here. Look at the rings of relationship. This outer ring, acquaintances. You've got a lot of acquaintances in your life. You know, people you go, hey, how's it going? You know, and you, you've seen them before. You met them before maybe, you know, in the neighborhood or same person at the grocery store or restaurant, the waitress. They're just an acquaintance. They've not become friends yet. But notice there's more acquaintances in that ring than there are friends in our life. Hmm. Right. But some of those acquaintances, when we bring intentionality to it and because they're leaning in and we lean back and we start to become friends. Be a good friend with people before you try to worry about getting them to join your family and believe everything you believe, right? I I have a really good smart friend of mine years ago said, Hey, before we worry about trying to figure out how to be good Christians again, why don't we just learn how to be good people and friends? Let's just start there and let the gospel, right? Move along those, those lines of trust. Remember I said the kingdom expands at the speed of relationships and then the gospel will move along the lines of trust. Start being intentional with, acquaintances that seem like they're leaning in and start inviting them over for stuff and going and watching their kids' ball games, and be a friend. Be a friend. Now, some of your friends will really seem to be leaning into spiritual discussions or they'll ask questions or like you, you mentioned this the other day. Tina was just telling me at work that a, that a lady she works with who had trained her, she's a little part-time job in a bakery and she loves it. But this lady who trained her said, Hey, you mentioned something about church the other day. And, uh, you know, my kid is about seven or eight, and he's out and asked lots and lots of questions about God and faith and church and all that. I need some help with that. Well, see, she's kind of leaning in. And so Tina had some ideas on how we might help, and let's get to know him and come on over. See, so maybe they're going to become friends, and we'll see if they're people of peace. Because then when we say, hey, do you want to do this together? Maybe we'll go through the story of God which Tina already mentioned. She says, well, that sounds interesting. So, so, okay. Some of your friends will become people of peace, like we talked about who they are. And some of those people are going to really start to want to walk in the ways of Jesus with you, be disciples. And then they'll come to know the truth and get set free in more and more areas of their life, including in their atonement issue, in their afterlife and forever life, right? But notice here, there's fewer people that are going to be disciples, right? Jesus said the road is narrow. And most won't walk it. You're going to have a lot of acquaintances. Now, don't assume, though, people are projects. And your goal is to make an acquaintance, become a friend, you turn them into a piece. of God's at work and all this. I'm showing you kind of how it works. And you can see, like, with that oval, you know, what's going on there, right? Now, here's a little bit of what you want to focus on. Acquaintances, you're just focusing on gaining connections. You got to be out there, right? So look at the pools, the four pools, and just be out there and make acquaintances. With friendships... Your focus is on growing relationships. Hey, I'm running into that person quite often. Maybe God's up to something. Hey, let's see if they want to go out, get a coffee, grab a quick beer or something. Come on over to the yard. We're having a barbecue. Or, you know, hey, I got an extra ticket to this, you know, soccer game or football game or whatever. Like, come on. For us, it's rugby. I love taking guys to rugby. Seattle champions. <laughs> anyway, with people of peace, your focus is on developing spiritual interest in them. And, and you're starting to speak the good news to the thing behind the thing, to their bad news. You're starting to help them move from unbelief to belief in some areas, and they're grateful for it. And so you start calling them to really start to walk in the ways of Jesus with you, which is discipleship. And, and that's what your focus is then, is doing life together around Jesus increasingly. It's not a light switch. People don't go from, hey, I'm a person of peace. I'm in every single thing. Even when, you know, we do that, and we pray the prayer, and then we're, like, we're in, you know, It's not like a light switch and now we're totally sanctified and boom, we're the nicest people and we're out there. You know, this is a long journey. My buddy Hugh Halter says when he meets somebody and they seem to be leaning into relationship, he assumes three to five years before they really are getting it and understanding and have moved from unbelief to belief enough to really start walking with Jesus and others in community. He just assumes that. Sometimes it's way quicker, but he just, it takes time. Jesus spent three years with his disciples. He was Jesus. They saw him hanging across and die. They saw him rise from the dead. They saw him do miracles again and feed them and eat and hang out and appear and disappear. And it says that his ascension in Matthew 28 the 11 disciples who were still alive were watching him go. And some still did not believe. What? <laughs> so I think Hugh's probably right in that. <laughs> okay? So that's your focus. That's what you're trying to focus on during, you know, as as you're watching people move through those rings in your life, okay? So how do I identify them again? Just a little reminder, is there a natural bond in chemistry? Right? You know, not everybody likes everybody. Is there a natural bond in chemistry? Do they seem to be leaning into relationship? You know, leaning in. Like, yeah, seems easy. It's not hard. They like us. Do they look to serve you and want to be with you? When you invite them around, do they hang out? And are they, are they seeming a little interested or at least not turned off by your faith in your lifestyle? That might be a person of thing, a person of peace, okay? It might be a person of peace. Peace. Now, if you, really, you know, if you really want to do this, it just takes intentionality to notice because I promise you God has people of peace for you. I know right now even hearing this, you've already got people coming to mind. God's probably doing that. It's probably the Spirit bringing them to mind. Start praying and asking, what's next, Lord, with those people? Okay. Here's what my buddy Ben Sternke says. He says, it's a love thing. If you love Jesus and you love people, you're going to want to be out there where the action is. If you find yourself distracted by everything or uninterested or feeling jaded about helping people get to know Jesus, you may be suffering from a lack of love. And he goes on, he says, it's either a lack of love for people You're more worried about your pride and appearance hmm, or a lack of love for Jesus. You really don't think he's all that great and worth helping people get to know him. That's both encouraging and that stings a little bit, right? If you really grasp the degree to which God loves you and believe that the gospel is really good news for everyone, you'll let those fears and those old patterns of self-love and even weird traditions maybe, and all that fall away if you really love Jesus and you love people. Give your fears, because I know we have them. Give them to Jesus. Remember, he's your friend too. <laughs> he loves you, and there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, okay? See, when we only hang out with our own families or just other Christians, I know some of you posted in your homework. It was like, yeah, I'm totally going out, and I invited someone from church over. I'm like, that's more in right? Out is not yet believers, not yet people who are walking with you, right? Okay. But if you're only hanging out with your own family and other Christians all the time, we're both committing the sin of Israel, (laughs) right? And their isolation from others. But we're also living out a dead-end spiral and sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, well, nobody seems interested in anything to do with church or Jesus anymore. Hmm. I, I don't find that to be true at all. People aren't into religion anymore but that's what Jesus came talking to people about remember and said no 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 no, it ain't about religion and law it's about grace and what I'm gonna do for you and now he says it's finished and I did it and it's by faith this is true for you okay ask God to take away any fears and selfishness that you might have in your heart in this area okay all right all right what do we learn today Let's go over it real quick. Jesus' model for, and I got prizes coming up in just a second here. Um, Jesus' model for discovering people of peace. We saw how he sent people out. Don't do this alone. Go out. When you meet people, try to bless them. Be nice to them. Speak a blessing. If they return the blessing, hmm, pay attention. We also looked at how to identify potential people of peace in your life, right? How they're leaning in. They like you. There's chemistry. Uh, We talked about the four pools that we can build relationships in right? Your neighborhood, third spaces, civic groups, maybe at work, right? So that gives you ideas and like, just pick one and engage that thing, right? And we talked about how people move through the rings of relationship from acquaintance to disciple and how to pay attention to that and what your focus is, right? Okay. So anyway, that's awesome. And I, uh, let me just turn my, my monitor back on. I hope that was helpful to you, and I hope this kind of even connects more of the dots to what was going on all week. I mean, I'm really giving you a lot of the big pieces. Now, there's so much more. <laughs> there's so much more I'd love to share with you. And again, I want to invite you to join us in the Everyday Disciple Incubator. Hey, there it is. Woo! <laughs> right? You know, where every month you get just a little bit of training and then some live experts to talk to and hear from them and people who are practitioners, and this community did you did you check it out did, did you at least check it out for me again i'd love to know if if you're not joining me like what what would possibly keep you from that right? What would possibly keep you from wanting to join i don't I don't know <laughs> so I, I want you to, and uh, you know the adventure begins and remember i'm not only calling you to this for you, I want you to be a founding member in this because I really believe God's doing something, and not only are you going to learn how to a full framework for making disciples who make disciples. But in this community, in this incubator, you're going to be in a big encouragement and you're going to take what you learn and you're going to start to teach it in your church and build out new structures and framework because it's going to go, like I said, there's milestones in there with action steps connected to all the teaching wherever you're at in the journey from kicking the tires to like seeing your pastoring it, you don't have to recreate the wheel we're going to give you all this stuff. We've planted lots of churches to help people start thousands of missional communities. We, you know, make disciples in every context. Okay. So, you know, I, I, maybe I don't explain it very well. I don't know. Uh, You know, basically if you want to keep getting training like this, but a little at a time, so you're not overwhelmed, hear from some experts, get your questions answered and have a community to walk with for like, I don't know, like a less than a dollar a day or something <laughs> like this is your chance and then get to be a part of this movement I would love it okay so I want to give you access to all that we've learned and, that, and that's the best way to do it hang tight I'm gonna get to the prizes remember new module on the first week of the month a little bit of training someone was asking well how, how long is this I will not make these too long there might be one video that's like 30 minutes or something like this a month or I might have two or three short ones in there that all fit together okay Second week of the month that on the ground where I'm going to interview live in that private Facebook group some other practitioners and thought leaders and all that about that same stuff you're learning. Okay, then I'll also load that up in your dashboard. Um, Action week, giving you plenty of time to work on it, ask questions, get other people in the group telling you what they're doing. And then on that fourth week of the month, I'm going to drop in a little video answering all the, the, like the most common questions that have come in throughout the month, right? And that don't get answered in the community because a little chat and stuff is great, right? But boy, oh boy, I like to talk. <laughs> okay? So I hope, I really hope that you will check this out. At least go hit that link up, right? And be a part of this community don't go this alone. Don't get fried, stay wondering and trying to bolt together a big Frankenstein of things. Be a part of this community. Be a part of this movement with us. I really want. Oh, I also want to remind you of the, these bonuses for being a founding member. This virtual men's group experience, I've had people come in and pay a lot to come to our house and be trained in how to do this, the way we do men's group around cigars and theology and all this. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea and some of you flip on that. I'm telling you, it's powerful. We've seen a lot of people grow in the gospel, and I'm going to do that, and you're going to get to see it and on my deck and with food. And it's going to be amazing. And then the story of God training, which um, I've never – I've only filmed it once. I have that. I've never released it, and I've never done it live like this, and we're going to do it over a couple of nights, and it'll be like two or three hours a night. Maybe we'll spread it over three, and it's completely dialogical. Narrative and dialogue. You'll see, I'm not teaching, I'm going to lead the story and teach you how to do it in community. I get paid a lot of money to do that. People fly me all over the world. I'll be doing it a whole bunch this fall. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love it. OK? So please check it out, right? Grab your spot in the incubator. That's your first step. Second, start to engage fully in the training and in the community. And third, start to experience clarity in your life around making disciples and, and helping others make disciples. All right, just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator, check it all out, and then grab that membership, okay? And again, if you've got questions, let me know. I'd love to answer them, and, um, and I'd love to know why if you're not, because <laughs> this, to me, is a little mind-blowingly awesome to get to do together, especially at a price that's kind of like this. Okay, let me, uh, let me get to some prizes. Let me get to some prizes, okay? Um, I got to take a sip. Okay. Joining your week. Hey, hey Paul. Hey, Dave. Dave. Do you have a specific process by which you recognize when people are ready to move from unbelief to belief in various areas of their life? Well, here's the thing. Anything people complain about, that's bad news in their life. We get to learn how, this is part of our gospel fluency, and you can learn a lot about that in the incubator, um, how to speak the good news, the reality of who God is, what he's accomplished all throughout history and magnified in Christ, and then what? how that speaks to their identity, and they get to live differently. How do I know when they're ready? Because they're complaining. Now, it, will they accept it? Will they take it from their head to their heart like that? That's God's work. That's God's work. The Holy Spirit's the primary disciple of people. But when you're out with people, and they're leaning into relationship, and you're good news in them, both with your actions and your words. I'm not talking about like chapter and versing them, but you're actually... Speaking good news, I'm, I'm telling you, people are thirsty, hungry for this. They're literally dying. <laughs> okay, let me get some prizes, and I'll see about some more questions. Okay, so a lot of you've been—I got—I got all kinds of names in here, and um, a lot of you've been posting like crazy. We gave away some gifts yesterday. I'm going to grab a couple more today, and uh, I don't know if both these people are on, you know, or not. Today, I'm not going to worry about it. So um, let me pull the first one and. um Stirred up. Tina's been doing this. Let so me. Let me. I'm not. Okay. Here we go. So I'm gonna put that down for a second. All right. First winner, Mark Wanders. Okay. Hey, I've seen some of your stuff in there because you've been posting like crazy. You know, a lot of entries and live videos. Mark Wanders. I'm gonna send you an Amazon gift card, brother. Yep. Okay. Email me at at, at Caesar at everydaydisciple.com, and I'm gonna send you uh I'm gonna send you a little Amazon gift card. <laughs> How about it? Get yourself something nice, get a book, buy your wife something. Okay. All right, let me pull another one. Let me pull another one. So many of you have been like answering all the questions and helping others and posting lives. And I just so appreciate it. And it's just the best. Okay. There's another one. Dave Lang. Hey, Dave Lang. How you doing, man? I just saw you. I think I just answered a question of yours. Man, you've been on here super. Helpful this week and really encouraging, Dave. I'm going to send you my bigger gospel book, right? I'm going to send you an audio book link right away today for that, and you can start listening to that right away. Okay? Um, email me again, Caesar C A E S A R, just like the pizza or salad at EverydayDisciple.com, and I will send I will send those those things out to you guys. Okay? This will be awesome. And again, I'm just doing this to thank you for sticking around and engaging deeply. By the way, Tina and I we will be on teaching live together on Monday and Tuesday. We're gonna be teaching on, what's it look like to be a family living on mission? Like, husband and wife, with their kids, with others. What's it, what's it look like to be a family on mission? What's scary about it? What might you have to like learn to lay down and trust God for? We're gonna do a two-part training on that. Just, there again, bonus stuff, okay? Um, Monday and Tuesday. By the way, I wanna remind you that the Everyday Disciple Incubator, this founding members launch at this twenty-seven dollar price. You get locked in for as long as you stay in the you know in the community with us, right? And you can cancel it any time. So if you check it out and you don't like it, cancel. If you check it out in the first month, you go this suck, <laughs> um, then let us know and we'll refund you, right? So there's really no risk here for you. I'll take the risk because I know you're going to love it. I know it. Um, but th- this whole thing shuts down Tuesday night at midnight, so you don't have a lot of time right? If you want to catch these bonuses and get in at this price and all that, because then the door's shut, bing, and it's closed. And I don't plan to reopen it up like publicly again till next year, because I'm going to focus on blessing those people in the community and really helping them, you know, in the incubator get going. All right. I bet you are seeing how you've got people in all the different rings and that they are, there's a lot more acquaintances than there are people towards the center of life where we are making disciples with those. but think about it. Jesus had you know so many people that follow him around. He preached to the crowds, but he hung out with about a dozen or so and even had his three and right. And so I hope that helps for you to realize the people that God has already placed in your life and where they're at and how you can bring some greater intentionality to this process and make more and more disciples of Jesus. All right? So that's awesome. I want to let you know uh, that uh, next week on the podcast, we're going to be looking at, uh, well, what was originally scheduled uh, a little while back, okay, before we got into the challenge, but I'm going to be talking about why people don't want to serve others and live on mission. Like, why is it so hard? Why can't we get people to do this? <laughs> and Or do they just have so many excuses and all? So we're going to go to the thing behind the thing with that, and I hope you'll join me next week, okay? And again, depending on when you're listening to this, the Everyday Disciple Incubator is still open, founding member, you can get in right now, crazy awesome. Check it out, everydaydisciple.com forward slash incubator. I'll talk to you real soon.